As an author, licensed cultural practitioner, media arts specialist, publisher, and CEO, I am at my natural best because I have embraced, understand, and mitigated the doctrine where the cliché is a paradox footprint in culture. Orrin Hargraves argues that although clichés represent a paradox, yet they are used by all global citizens and is very noticeable in the extract adapted from New Living Translation documented in the book of John chapter 6 verse 20 Don't be afraid. The fact that this cliché is featured more than 100 times in the Bible implies that many speechifiers from every generation would have verbalized this cliché from every race, ethnicity, class, gender, religion, or political affiliation. Presumably, it is also familiar to everyone. Yet, what is ironic in this context, they are never evaluated appreciatively or even neutrally a view held by Hargraves. Hargraves added that the very word cliché is encumbered with negative associations relating to unoriginality, overuse, and ineffectiveness. But does it make sense for us to use these common expressions so freely when their use is widely disparaged and seems to think that a problem that arises immediately for the student of cliché is the want of agreement about which expressions are clichés and which are not. Hargrave's statement has merit because through Walden University's lens, there's a policy which speaks to the issue when writing for faculty and your peers at Walden you will be addressing a formal audience and you will want to use scholarly language. This means you should use simple and concise language and eliminate unnecessary information. Tangentially, in view of the aforesaid, there is that plausibility that there is condition of a cliché and a statement being so different in nature has to be incapable of coexisting in a genetic incompatibility space. Philosophy is a rational inquiry and philosophers disagree. Therefore, I am not surprised that there are differences of opinion or whether or not cliché, which is a saying or remark that is very often made and is therefore not original and not interesting, but inappropriate for academic writing culture. Culture is not only about the different culture countries' background, but draws our attention to the fact that there is a culture named academic culture, which is the culture of universities. Academic culture refers to the attitudes, values, and ways of behaving that are shared by people who work or study in universities. 
for example, lecturers, researchers, and students. For example, in this environment, it should be noted that among the core values of academic culture are things like research skills, critical thinking, digital literacy, and the ability to communicate in different forms for an academic context, along with many more values. It is a fact that the world loves cliches. Speakers use them, and Facebook posts are full of them. But on many occasions, cliches that have not been expressed with some element of careful thinking to the learn and experiences, the statements come out as ridiculous. Ironically, cliches that last no longer stay as cliches, but become wisdom statements. The thing is that we have to discern which is which. They've learned from us that people act white. Cliches are not only okay to use in stories, but that they are necessary. If you avoid every single one in your tale, it might seem like you are working overly hard to be different and that there is no other real meaning to it. There's a profound reason why these elements have always been in stories told, modern and Asian. These elements work together, complement each other, and when they are wielded with talent, they are essential to a great story. Causality, reality, may have influenced Moshin Nakai to ask the pertinent question, are cliches something you want in your writing? Saravin makes a valid point that when you're writing phrases for academic settings that are acceptable, for example, in conversations or informal writing are considered inappropriate, you should try to avoid expressions that are too informal, unsophisticated, vague, exaggerated, or subjective, as well as those that are generally unnecessary or incorrect. Vin's response corroborates a point earlier raised by Moshin Naki. At this juncture, Hargraves accentuate the positive by stating that the hallmarks of cliché in culture are originality, overuse, and ineffectiveness. These elements, which Hargraves refers to, are not objectively measurable. They arise as a judgment that draws partly on the context in which an expression is used, and so it is in its implementation rather than in any inherent quality that an expression is likely to be derived as a cliché in every culture. A closer view of cliché helps us to recognize that there are more esoteric phrases that have become clichés, such as taking outside the box, as a way of referencing creativity, or on one hand, on the other, or putting two and two together. Do these linguistic ticks serve any purpose? Well, believe it or not, they appear to reflect something psychologically significant. Most importantly, no matter what you do to make a living, you can't deny 
the cliches attached to various occupations. Yes, you can ignore them and you can overcome them, but fight it all you want. Every kind of career has some sort of cliché tied to it, a view espoused by Cassie Lane Hinburn. Nana Ariel Eon espoused the view that at the end of the day, how do you avoid clichés? It's all about thinking outside the box, love them or hate them. Clichés are here to stay because clichés are also words used in English stem from Latin and ancient Greek words by global citizens in every generation from time in memorial. There is this notion that cliché may be recognized as being scientifically non-existent but socially real. It is an expression, an idea, when at some earlier time it was considered meaningful or novel but all global citizens occupying the cultural presence of space and time globally. In closing, from a licensed cultural practitioner perspective, who is guided by linguistics and philosophy, cliché is a paradox footprint in culture and is here to stay, occupying the presence of space and time ad infinitum.